Alrighty, here we go. Any vegans listening will want to avert their ears for this one, as we will be delving deep into the deliciously smooth, golden, rich, creamy and spreadable world of butter, butter history, butter making, butter storage and butter etiquette. Alrighty, here we go. Now that those insufferable holier-than-thou self-referential preachy bleeding heart do-gooders have left, let's get to our yummy-nummy business at hand, shall we? But first, let's take a moment to acknowledge that being a vegan is actually an incredibly selfless, challenging, compassionate and non-conformant way of getting one's sustenance. And yet, they are such a despicable bunch, aren't they? Is it because of the condescension and audacity of someone else constantly telling you how to best live your life? Probably. Now let's get back to the show where I constantly tell you how to best live your life. Fundamentally, the prospect of not consuming animal products would be more palatable if only those vegans could develop a remotely acceptable substitute for butter. Yes, I've had Melt's organic quote, butter, and it stinks. It tastes like emulsified low self-esteem. Vegans who tout the merits of Melt's organic quote, butter, have obviously forgotten how incredibly decadent and superior the real thing is. Plus, its usage of palm oil makes the product ethically and environmentally void. Let's not forget about the ranked hands. According to the one and only article I read online, humans have been enjoying butter for over 10,000 years but, since nobody was recording these things back then, this falls under the realm of prehistory and speculation. You know what they say, when you speculate, you make a speck out of you and late. Today, the average American consumes 6.2 pounds of butter per year, which is about half a stick a week. USA, USA, we are number one. Actually we're number 22, the French are the number one butter eaters at about three times that amount. Vive la France. Pousse j'avoir un peu de Brazil vous planet. Here I am, knock, knock, knocking on 40's door, and I just recently got myself my first butter dish. Butter late than never, right? It's remarkable how you can muddle your way through life unsuccessfully trying to find its meaning, purpose, and your place in this world, but now that I am the proud owner of a kick-ass butter dish, those questions may remain unanswered, yet they don't seem nearly as pressing. Not only does a butter dish convey an air of cultured elegance and maturity to yourself and your guests, but it also prevents your butter from oxidizing and going rancid while keeping potentially harmful bacteria out. Sure beats having a chewed up half-eaten stick of butter absorbing the smells and flavors of the refrigerator, wrapped in that flimsy wax paper that inevitably tears and ends up in your food, yuck. Butter is wonderful, yes, but it would sure be nice to enjoy the milkier things in life without the explosive consequences. At least I am fortunate enough to not be one of those poor souls who taste soap when they eat cilantro, oh the humanity, yet, we each have our own cross to bear, right? Mine is lactose intolerance. To my fellow allies I say, your illness does not define you. Your strength and courage does. I urge you to not let social expectations and your disability dictate how you live your life. Eat milk and fart loud and proud. And shame on the fart shamers out there who do not accept and celebrate us for sharing our flatulence as the show of intimacy it's intended to be. You know who you are. The heart wants what the fart wants. However, Few people are as progressive and enlightened as I. So, I have begun treating my intolerance of lactose via the homeopathic approach. Homeopathy is the pseudoscience of treating an illness with minute, watered-down doses of the same substance that triggers the disease. 
and that just might be the most absurd idea ever shared in this dumb podcast. It would be like treating alcoholism with a keystone light. In my experience, homeopathy will only exacerbate your condition. But, to be fair, consuming an entire tub of Greek yogurt in one sitting probably doesn't count as a small dose. At the risk of sharing TMI, I do not have the perfect record of not soiling myself you would expect from an neurotypical grown-up. Like I said, owning a butter dish is a boss move, but real next-level living lies in filling that thing with your own homemade butter. Making butter is remarkably easy and fulfilling, and it will give you the confidence to go raise a barn or shoe a Clydesdale. Maybe the Amish will adopt me as one of their own now that I can churn with the best of them, and technically have already completed my rumsprenga. Amish folk, hit me up at a word from the wise podcast at gmail.com. I'm bringing my Xbox with me though. Anyhow, to make butter at home, all you need is heavy cream, a jar, and about 10 minutes of vigorous shaking. Heads up, don't do what I did and start eating it as soon as it solidifies a little bit, that's just whipped cream. Instead, you'll want to keep shaking until the butter turns yellow and it releases its wonderful buttermilk, which you can drink straight and get horrible diarrhea for days. Or make some killer pancakes that will probably also give you horrible diarrhea for days. This should go without saying, but there are a lot of sociopaths out there. Butter etiquette dictates you cut a reasonably sized serving from the end of the stick instead of scraping across the top like a monster. Here's one last buttery nugget of wisdom for the road. Always cook and bake using unsalted butter, as adding more salt is much easier than subtracting it. Well, that's it for today. Hope you learned something good. Robot rant completed. 